0: All right, well, good morning everyone and thank you for uh, joining us uh, here today to talk about a very uh, important issue, uh, accountability. You know, when Albertans are in danger uh, or in a time of crisis, they trust that the police will respond uh, to their call in order to help them. This trust is built by police being transparent with the communities that they serve by responding to calls of service and helping people in need. However, within the last few years, the calls to action that police have been responding to have become uh, significantly more complex. Police are responding to complex calls that uh, may involve uh, vulnerable Albertans that are experiencing mental health crisis, suffering from addiction, or having difficult moments in their life that is clouding their decision-making skills. Society is shifting, and so the demand of professionalism of police serving them It is also time now for change. Change that will build uh, relationships between communities and the police that serve them through mutual trust in one another. Change that will result in all Albertans being safe and secure in their homes, at school, at work. Uh, Whether they live in large cities or in small rural or indigenous communities, Alberta's government is undertaking a transformational change to how we approach policing across the province to ensure that uh, the public has trust that the police will respond to calls while providing officers with confidence and the right tools to assist those in need. This transformational change is about a paradigm shift as police are no longer seen as an arm of the state, but rather an extension of the community that they serve, as well as being a reflection of that community as well. In order to become an effective extension of the community, there must be trust, oversight, accountability that need to be built between communities and the police serving them. The demand for transparency has never been more clear. The desire for policing services to be committed to ensuring that they are worthy of the trust that we put in them to protect the public is high. In Albertans, I hear you. This government hears you. That is why I am pleased to announce today that Alberta's government is taking steps to increase accountability and trust in policing by mandating the use of body-worn cameras for all police services in the province of Alberta. Building trust between the police and the police serving the community is a central and most, uh, most essential part of the transformational change that we are undertaking in Alberta. We will increase public trust in our policing with body worn cameras on all law enforcement officers across the province. Body worn cameras create uh, greater accountability while providing a first person view of what a police officer encounters in a highly dynamic, intense situation. We believe that mandating the use of body worn cameras will help strengthen public safety by documenting uh, the behavior of the police in public. Uh, collecting better evidence, and improving our approach to resolving complex uh, complaints uh, during investigations. They represent an objective measure to show what occurs in the moment by holding all parties accountable for their actions. And they will provide uh, a factual and objective uh, and detailed review of the event, ultimately helping save time uh, and money related to court investigations. This can lead to quicker and easier court cases where there are questions of what occurred by either uh, party during an encounter uh, with the police and the public. This will also help to ensure that violent criminals will be prosecuted and will face justice and serve time for their crime. Police will uh, know that, uh, uh, that uh, taking uh, appropriate action uh, and using the right amount of force is required in every incident and police officers that use excessive force will face proper discipline thanks to body camera footage. The public can rest assured that police protecting their communities are being held to the highest standards about the use of force. Body-worn cameras will strengthen the two-way relationship of trust that is needed between the police And the public so that they can be seen and felt as that extension of the community and the reflection of the community as I have previously mentioned. Community policing can only be successful once this two-way relationship is built with accountability transparency and oversight. The Ministry of Public Safety and Emergency Services will be working with our law enforcement agency partners on funding logistics and rollout I've tasked the Police Standards Committee of the Alberta Association of Chiefs of Police uh, to develop the standard uh, over the next few months. Uh, once approved by the chiefs, my ministry will work uh, towards an implementation and timeline. Uh, uh, with such an important issue, uh, such as public trust in our police on the table, I have the expectations that our ministry will work with the WACP to swiftly get body cameras onto the streets as soon as possible. We will also be working closely with the Alberta Privacy Commission to ensure that successful planning and rollout of this mandate, uh, once rolled out, Uh, it will be uh, applying uh, to frontline officers in Alberta, including the municipal police services and self-administered Indigenous uh, police services. Uh, And I am proud to say uh, that Alberta will be a national leader in uh, mandated body cameras for police as we continue to position ourselves in the province as North America's leader. On public safety, I encourage all of my counterparts across the country to explore body cameras and, of course, follow suit. Albertans have a right to feel safe and secure across this province, and that's precisely what we're doing here. In order for the police to be that extension, there must be a deep level of trust within the community. That's why our government is focused on assisting and building trust between police services and the community through initiatives like this. And today we are strengthening police accountability and transparency in the province that will help to ensure that every dollar that is being invested in our police service is having their intended outcome. All while ensuring that police can confidently in a moment of crisis, in a call to action, help and protect and serve Albertans. So with that, I am going to pass it over to uh, Chief LaGrange, who is the Vice President of the Alberta Association of
1: Chiefs of Police, to say a few words. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Ellis. Good morning. Good morning and thank you for being here today. As Minister Ellis uh, precluded, my name is Dean LaGrange, and I am the Vice President of the Alberta Association of Chiefs of Police. Public trust and confidence is foundational for any law enforcement agency to effectively serve the community. Never before have there been such scrutiny on policing and rightly so. We are provided with powers of detention and are held to a very high standard. As such, we support the announcement today that will mandate the use of body-worn cameras by law enforcement services in Alberta. Several police agencies in the province are already on this path But we are looking forward to seeing the details of this mandate and how it will assist in standardizing our approach as we take this journey together. The cameras are a good source of protection, not only for the public, but for the police officers wearing them. They can help de-escalate situations and either reduce the number of complaints based on the video evidence, or they can speed up the complaints process itself. As we look forward to learning more about this mandate, and working with the Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services. Um, We look forward to to working with our partner agencies across the province. And at this time, I'd like to invite Chief McPhee to join us and and we'll answer any questions you may have.
2: Thank you, Minister. Thank you, Chief Lagrange. That brings us to the end of the formal part of the announcement, and we'll now move to media questions and answers. We have Minister Ellis, Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services. Chief of the Grange, Alberta Association Chiefs of Police Vice President, and Chief McPhee from Edmonton Police Service to join us today. While some of the speakers may know many of the media here, I would just ask that you identify yourself in your outlet and identify whom you're addressing your question to. We have a microphone in the back for media in the room to ask their questions. I please ask that you go there to ask your questions. We're going to be starting with media in the room first. So I'll ask
3: Hi there, it's Carly Robinson with City News. I'm wondering about the the money required for this. Is it going to be entirely provincial? Will there be any pressure on cities to fund parts of this? Or where will, where will the money be coming from and how much it, will it be costing?
0: Yeah, uh, so this is why we've tasked the working group to uh, take a look at uh, how we can... Um, uh, Find the funds for that. Obviously, Calgary Police Service, for those of you who do not know, has uh, body worn cameras. They were obviously able to successfully do this. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, um, you know, I would say this, all options are on the table, but we're going I'm going to put it in the hands of the working group to get back to me on that.
3: Uh, and then, I guess, an adjacent question on the timeline for ACERT investigations. Right now, we have cases that are taking three to four years, yeah. and we're seeing our office counted at least eight uh, just in since the beginning of February in Alberta uh, for cases. Uh, what's happening, and what is an ideal timeline for a watchdog investigation?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, this is, this is going to help. Uh, I'll just say this, and as you're fully aware, through Bill 6, we created the independent uh, body which is uh, to do investigations which is currently in the process and yeah acert you know we've we put an enormous amount of money i'm sure my staff can get uh, back to you as far as the the dollar amount we will say but we've put an enormous amount of money we've increased funding to acert um and uh, we're trying to get these you know the great men and women that are in acert they're trying to get these investigations done as soon as possible um and that's really the best i can say here. we're, we're trying to pull all levers here to help and get these investigations done what would the well i'm not going to give a number Thank you. We'll go to the next question. Good morning, it's Safe Kaiser, Global News Minister. I'm wondering a lot of municipalities are policed by the RCMP, so if you do mandate this for every police service in Alberta, how how does that work with a federal police agency? Sure. Um, you know, I, I I will maybe ask um, uh, one of the chiefs to come up here as well. But uh, I do know that uh, there are a couple jurisdictions. You've got to forgive me, safe. Uh, I think there are a couple jurisdictions that uh, of the RCMP that actually do have body worn cameras. Uh, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I do remember hearing that there's a couple that do. Um, I do know that uh, Public Safety Canada, um, uh, and actually the Prime Minister, um, had actually, during an incident not too, too long ago, and I'm sure the Chief would be able to reflect on that story probably better than I can, um, which uh, wanted to have body-worn cameras for all the RCMP officers in Canada. Um, And uh, obviously, there's been um, a rollout of that. Um, You know, again, we've had a couple in in the province of Alberta. Um, So, yeah, I mean, these are... You know, this is kind of an ongoing uh, process. I'll say that, but I don't know, Chief. Do you want to? Do you have anything to add to that, or
4: do you have anything to add? They are. Oh. A yeah, I mean, just in relation to the RCMP, federal is already on the process of actually procuring and actually getting these. So this is obviously part of that. So uh, within the province of Alberta, I think this uh, announcement fits right into to the direction there as well.
2: And safety have a follow up. Yeah, I do. Um,
0: so I'm just wondering. Will the rollout of this all be body cameras procured by every individual agency and it's up to that uh, police uh, uh, service to choose their provider or is that going to be mandated by the province? Uh, Look, there's going to be an open process for that. Um, Obviously, um, again, Calgary was able uh, to do that. Uh, They were able to procure their own provider. Um, Again, these are things that the working group is going to be able to get back to me with specifics on that.
2: Thank you, Minister. We'll move to the next set of questions.
5: Uh, Alison McKinnon from CTV News, and my question is from uh, Fort Chief McPhee. Um, We're talking about transparency here, and we're just wondering, you know, we had a shooting happen uh, on Sunday night um, or in the early hours, and we're not hearing about those things until well after. What is the protocol and what's the criteria to let the public know, and how do you guys decide that?
4: Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, I mean, actually some of the facts with that are actually the shooting were out. I mean, the dev- the details in relation to that obviously depend on each and every individual investigation. Certainly, there's some concerns, and we're looking into those. There's an active investigation with several of our officers currently working on that. We know the extent of... Uh, the impact on the community of that. So each and every one of those are looked at individually. Uh, Obviously we wanna release what we can as much as we can so the public knows. And certainly when we feel there's broader public danger in the particular area, we'll release more. But in relation to this one, we feel that the investigation is ongoing. Uh, As I said, there's several officers working on this. And uh, right now I think what we have had the ability to release, we have. And we'll continue to evaluate that as the investigation goes along and each and every one of them, because uh, as you say, we, we truly believe too, when we, when we need to, we need to share. So, but at sometimes we obviously don't want to jeopardize the investigation, which actually is getting the person responsible for it in custody and held accountable.
5: We're also talking about a shooting, right? This is, um, this happened in the early hours. Is that not public safety? Did the... Like you know, we're just finding about out about it hours after.
4: Well, I mean, you were aware hours after that we had a shooting. Uh, the reality is, in relation to what further details in relation to that, uh, and what can be released, uh, particular. Um, well, the comment that was asked to me earlier was video and stuff. All that stuff is going to be reviewed, and the public interest will be released. But never is it going to jeopardize the investigation because. Right now, uh, that's, a, that's something that's very active, that has a very, very violent occurrence in our community. And first and foremost is to keep the community safe. But uh, then the best way to do that is to get the person responsible in custody, and that's what we're focused on.
2: Thank you, Chief. We're going to take some calls or questions from the callers on the line. Operator, can you put through the first caller?
3: Arthur Green, Western Standard. Good morning, and uh, thank
5: you for taking my questions. Uh, some of them have already been answered. Uh, I just had another one. Uh, who's going to be reviewing this footage? Uh, I mean if officers uh, you know do have an incident which is captured, uh, who's going to be holding them accountable for for the footage?
0: So uh, Sir Arthur are you referring to a case where uh, an allegation is made against a police officer? Is that correct? Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know, maybe one of the chiefs can uh, talk about that.
4: Well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, as uh, the minister has articulated, Calgary Police has been doing this for quite some time, so there is a process. I think what we're going to be focused on is that the process uh, across the province is consistent. Certainly, as AACP and Vice President Lagrange has said, that's going to be the work that we're going to get done in short order so we can uh, get these cameras... uh, in place and uh, obviously communicate to the public. Through that and through the privacy commissioner and everything else, there needs to be a process in informing people. All of that will be part of the working committee. You know, and I think first from, from our perspective, certainly on EPS perspective, uh, increasing transparency and legitimacy in cameras is something that we've supported and we will always support. Our association and our members welcome that because the other side of this is, is if you don't have this transparency, what happens is you get snapshots of video, whether it's off a cell phone, whether it's off of different cameras that only portray a picture of it and, that takes the, ta- the the toll on everybody because sometimes the the devil in relation to the details is a lot more uh, than what's shown in a snapshot in time. So all those things need to be considered uh, considered in a in a piece of policy work that we will undertake to do in short order. And then making sure that we communicate obviously with government, then ultimately both of us communicate uh, to the public so it's fully understood how it's going to work.
2: Thank you, Chief. And Arthur, do you have a follow up?
5: i do um just as a follow-up question what are the officers uh saying about having to wear these body cameras
0: well i mean i'll i'll tell you what i know because i did get a tour of the uh, calgary police service and um the um uh kind of the uh, body warm cameras unit and the work that they have done there um they they uh they want it (laughs) um quite frankly um you know, we talk about transparency. We talk about accountability. We talk about oversight. We talk about public trust. Um, you know, they, they're, you know, they're professionals and my expectation of them, as I indicated in my, my talking points, uh, when I was giving my speech was that, um, they're professionals and I expect them to act professionally and to capture that on video of the professionalism that they're showing to the public each and every day is only going to increase uh, public trust within the community. But I don't know if any of the chiefs want to add to that.
4: I can add a bit to that, because uh, certainly we've had early discussions with our association, and they 're here today but i I would say consider about the, uh, as Minister Ellis just to support that the Edmonton police officers uh, certainly uh, would welcome this change as well, um, you know, I think for their own peace of mind in relation to how they do their work and they 're not afraid to be held accountable, but that also as they want the whole story being there, and uh, I think this will actually bring uh, Uh, Again, another piece of transparency and legitimacy, but also of comfort of those officers that, uh, um, you know, there is a a piece of equipment in place that actually tells their version of the story. I'll
1: just just maybe add to that. Uh, So this is an augmentation of technology that's already in place as well. So many agencies, including my own, have in-car digital video assets that currently... Um, utilize video video evidence of our interactions with the, with the public. This just goes a step further. So.
3: Yeah, that's great point.
2: Thank you. Operator, can you put through the next caller?
3: Catherine over Alberta Today.
5: Hi, thanks for taking my question. Um, so the Eventon Police did a three-year pilot on body-worn cameras and published a report in 2015 that found that there were substantial data management issues and costs associated with this. There was no quantitative evidence that the body-worn cameras had any impact on complaints. There was no evidence that it reduced use of force incidents. So I'm wondering what changed from 2015 that there's now all this evidence that they're going to be effective.
4: Well, I think uh, what has changed since then is the evidence actually in Calgary has actually looked at this as well, but it's been looked at uh, nationally and internationally as well. The police discipline process, the complaints process, it does have an impact in relation to that that's positive. Uh, and that is something that uh, that evidence didn't exist in the past. Also, the other piece that from the Edmonton Police Service that we're working on, what there is also to uh, uh, Chief Lagrange's point is that dash cam video obviously in the police vehicles gives a 360 degree feet, uh, piece of actually being a look at the evidence so from a from a process in relation to public complaints transparency and legitimacy there is evidence in relation to that if uh, some of the other pieces that you mentioned still could be a factor but I think The bottom line in relation to the decision right now with everything that's happening and all the access to video, I think it's important uh, what has changed is that we actually get the complete piece of that video of the officer's involvement in the incident, particularly when we're talking about any kind of police discipline or accountability, at least that we actually captured in real time and that we actually have that to view. So there is uh, some... Uh, more research since 2015 that actually lends to uh, some of those changes and is part of the reason or actually a large part of the reason why we wholeheartedly support it. Thank you, Chief. Catherine, do you have a follow-up?
5: I do. So it sounds like there's going to be a working group before this is rolled out. Is that it's, i'm wondering about the makeup of the the working group is it just going to be the association of peaceful police and the municipal forces and indigenous forces or will there be members of the public who will provide oversight on crafting these re- recommendations
1: yes yeah, so so this working group would fall into the uh under the subcommittee of the alberta association chiefs of police and we would have subject matter experts in the field from police officers to vendors to the public and indigenous people as well make sure all of their input is is taken into account when we bring recommendations to the minister
2: thank you for that we have another question on the floor so we're just going to go to the room to answer that question can you please say your name and outlet and who your questions for
6: hi uh, david awasic with ctv news out of edmonton here for the minister um Given uh, this is all about transparency and there will be hundreds of thousands of hours of footage, perhaps every month, if someone has or deems, uh, someone deems it to be a legitimate complaint, how easy or difficult is it going to be for them to get access to that footage in the spirit of transparency?
0: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, Maybe I might ask one of the chiefs here to uh, supplement here, but uh, I believe the complaint process is, is it one year? Uh, Yeah, one year. So obviously that footage will be stored uh, for that period of time for the year uh, following the the interaction with that uh, police officer. Um, you know, Calgary Police Service has been very successful in in you know creating a storage storage da- database. You know, obviously after a certain period of time, um, that uh, in order to save space, that that would, that that data would be purged. But um, not certainly within the uh, the you know, the requirements of the Police Act uh, for the complaint process.
6: I, another question yeah, for sure. you, then, Mister Minister. I'm certain that some fulsome thought has gone into some sort of. Uh, oversight body, uh, ombuds, people, uh, as it were, uh, to do this exact thing, to look at this footage and deem it uh, either something that the public should get access to or people with a complaint. There's, There's sure. been some thought to that?
0: Sure. I mean As you're aware, Bill 6, right? Um, so we're uh, creating an independent body for all com- uh, police complaints uh, within the province of Alberta, and this would, would fall into that category. But I'll have the chief supplement it.
4: Dave, you you ask a very good uh, question, and and I think to your point is, I think we got to back up and actually acknowledge some of the good work that the government has done, and certainly at the, at the ask of a lot of our police services and our commissions and stuff. But so what we've just saw transpire in the last few months, we've had an overhaul of the Police Act. We've had the makeup of the commission shifted to store some balance in relation to it. We are actually they're in the process of building a whole new. Investigative realm that's outside of policing, and now the next part of that is to add body-worn cameras. There's several processes in place. The reality is they all work in conjunction with each other, and you know I just I want to commend the government for what the work that they've done on public safety. I mean, certainly we're all under fire in all of our communities, but when we actually deal with this. This is an actually number of announcements right up to the, the announcement that was made in Calgary the other day about dealing with gang violence. This is what we, uh, as police chiefs want to see from certainly our leaders to actually look at this in a continuum and not just look at it in a piece by piece. And I think when you add all these things up, uh, as it gets rolled out, I think it's going to put us in a much better place than we are today. Thank you, Chief.
2: We have time for one more set of questions, so we're going to be going through the phone lines. Operator, can you put through the next caller?
3: Lisa Johnson, Edmonton Journal. Hi, thanks for taking my question. This is for the Minister, but if uh, Chief McBee would like to weigh in as well, that would be helpful. Um, Obviously, we have challenges here in Edmonton um, as members of the media in accessing some information around police activity. As you know, we can't listen to the police scanners where we've been told not to contact supervising officers for example, and this footage essentially is meaningless if it's not accessible to the public. So will there be any requirements for sharing this camera footage in a timely fashion when requested by the media? One year is not timely.
0: Well, I mean, um, you know, I I don't have an answer for you as it relates to the Calgary Police Services Protocol here, because obviously they're the ones that have currently um, uh, rolled this out. but I will. I will say this: is that uh, you know, transparency is very key. Public trust is very key to this, um, and that uh, is kind of the we'll say the overarching um, vision. We'll say that I have. But again, you know, these are the kind of details that are going to be uh, you know kind of hammered out in the the working group. They're going to provide recommendations to me. Do you want to supplement that? Yeah.
4: Not sure what I'd add to that, other than I, I think it's important that we look at this for what it is. I mean, obviously, it's the ability when there is police complaints to look at this, when there's investigative files at this, but I don't think we want to just uh, look at this as we're going to just start putting video in the mainstream media to when there's no reason to. So I think uh, each and every one of those, to the minister's point, needs to be looked at. Um, that's what the committee and certainly that we'll be discussing. Uh, as uh, also mentioned by the minister, I think Calgary's had video for three years, mm-hmm. more than three years uh and the public likes it and certainly they have a lot of good things happening from that we're seeing it going nationally with the rcmp uh, and i think the the things are those are things that we have to iron out but i think we got to make sure that it's used for the intent it is uh, uh, and that uh, we have some strong policy around that
2: thank you and lisa do you have a follow-up
3: yeah, thanks for that. I mean, obviously, communication is the key here. Communication can be a big bottleneck. And, and what I'm hearing is that, that those decisions as to whether or not to communicate these things clearly will, will could be arbitrary. But my follow-up is I don't see any timeline for the rollout, and, and obviously there's no specific costing. This is going to come out of the working group. When exactly will the working group's deadline be? When will it report to the government, and when will its report be made public, if at all?
0: Well, I think I said in my remarks, I mean, they're going to get started on this um, um, very soon. And, uh, you know, my expectation over the next um, three or four months is at least they come back to me with a bit of a, uh, a draft uh, as to as to kind of what the, the feedback they've gotten, the people they've consulted with. Um, and then for those of you that uh, I know there was uh, some mention of um, uh, Indigenous organizations of the police, uh, um, police uh, Indigenous police services, they are part of the Alberta Association of Chiefs of Police, and they will be absolutely involved in in crafting uh, with the two chiefs next to me here as to how this is going to look.
2: All right. Thank you, Minister. That's all we have time for today. Thank you, everybody. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you.